I'm not your guru. There's plenty of other people faking that status. I am a committed man willing to intentionally go to war with myself every day and share with you as I do it. These are the conversations I have with myself as I do the damn work today and along the way. So no, I'm not your guru, but I am down to be your guide. So let's ride. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of The Committed Man, and I'm here with my good friend, Matt. Matt, how you doing today, man? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Excited to, to just connect, share, and just jam out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I feel like this has been a long time coming, even though it's just we just established just a couple weeks that you'd come on the show, but uh, ever since I had in my mind of starting The Committed Man podcast, I knew for sure that you'd be one of the, the top guests that I had on, so uh, I'm glad we're here today. Um, so let's get, I'm going to give a little history, right? So you and I met back at one of the, was it at the scalable conference or was it in their online community? I was trying to remember how we first in the online community. Right. Um, and somehow I think one of us DM'd each other and we were like, Hey, you know, let's, let's get together. And we started having these little, uh, meetups at different restaurants and just really connected on a lot of the same things as far as what we love to do with marketing and the psychology and mindset and fitness and nutrition. And so I just wanted you to give a little backstory on um, what, from your perspective, what has been the, one of the biggest challenges that you face going from adolescence to teenager to being an adult man? I started with a powerful question. Yeah, man. I think of, uh, and the first thing that comes up is, is, is actually finances is understanding mm. like how much, how much is enough, right? How much is enough? How to, how to actually make more, how to invest. Like these are things that, um, as an adolescent, like my, my, I came from a family of, uh, my, my parents are separated, but I just never, it was kind of like money was hush hush. Okay. So like, I didn't really understand how, how, how much do I need to support myself? How much do I need to support a family? How do I make more of it? Like, I, I didn't know any of that stuff. And it took me, like, really until I gr- graduated grad school and started, like, living on my own before I figured any of this stuff out. So I think that was probably one of the biggest shifts is just, like, mm. and, and still is. It's still one of those things that's, like, trying to discover what is enough, what's my number, et cetera, you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a powerful one. Uh, I grew up the same way. Like in my family, we didn't talk about finances and I was always interested in it. I feel like I had this entrepreneur spirit when I was young, but I didn't know. I just knew you made money, but not how to invest money, how to keep money, all those things. So that's something I was learned later. So, uh, so let's, let's do a little, let's go back a little bit. When you were a kid, what kind of things had your interests? Like what were your hobbies? Sports, sports for sure. I was super nervous talking to girls. So it's definitely sports because I was I was confident in my ability. <laughs> I was like to be able to use my body. So I was play I played football, basketball in high school. I played a little bit of baseball like before that. But any time there was like me being able to utilize my body to compete in something, mm. I was like, yeah, man, let's let's go. So what what was it about that? Like, because you mentioned using your body, like what? Why why did that draw your attention? I was, I mean, first off, I was just good at it. First off, so it's like you know, we we tend to have like 
to do things that we like to do and are good at. So like I was really good. I'm athletic. I'm strong. I've got a good build. I'm fast. Um, so I, yeah, I was, it was something I'm good at. I have, I have three little brothers too. And we just played a lot. Like we played a lot growing up. We were super competitive with each other. So, you know, what would we do? We just go out, go outside, throw the football, go outside, play, you know, tackle football in the yard. So I've always felt really confident and strong, like in my body. So being able to utilize my body is, is something that's fun. And uh, it was what I was used to doing to like, to connect with other people. I was like, let's just go play. Let's go, let's go use our bodies together. Mm, that's nice, man. So being strong and confident in your body is one thing. Were there ever any moments of like mentally or confidence wise going through, let's say your teenage years where you, you second guessed your ability to do anything or who you were as a, as a young guy. Definitely. And I, and I think that's a, one of the big things that sports can teach us is like, there are seasons where you're not going to be as good as other seasons, like in life. Right. So in seasons of life and in business, there'll be seasons where you're doing really well. There'll be seasons where it's like, man, it feels like nobody wants my stuff. So yeah, there's definitely some pivotal moments, uh, growing up, like playing sports where at, that was compromised, like, especially like, um, when I was in a sophomore freshman, I was a sophomore in high school and I tore my ACL. And when I tore mm. my ACL, I, I, you know, I, I had dreams of playing college football. I had dreams of like, you know, having this high school football career, all this thing. But then when I got hurt, all of that changed for me. I went from, you know, being super confident and super strong in the weight room to not being able to squat or deadlift or run or jump. So like all of this like athletic ability that was my like, my confidence, right? It's like, oh, I'm so confident. Like, just got suppressed when I was in high school as a, a sophomore, which is like a pretty critical. Like, you know, I'm like starting to become a man, you know, I'm starting to date women. And I'm like, oh no, like this part of me is now like, it's, it's not gone, but it felt like it was gone. So I think that was a, a really critical moment for me because the whole junior year, I couldn't play football. I, couldn't really like I could still work out like I well, my bench press got really strong but like but mm. I, I couldn't run I couldn't jump I couldn't utilize my body like I had my entire like upbringing so that was a really yeah a really big big lesson year for me mm. how, how did that affect you and how'd you navigate it man um you know looking back at it it's interesting right because in the time I was like man I'm going to work so hard. I'm going to do this, this, and this. But all of that was just to prove others like mm. wrong or to like to change the perception of others had of me. When in reality, the problem was like now looking at it as like an adult or like a, a man is like, you know, I just wasn't really accepting myself for who I was. So I was using athletics, performance, all those things as a way to be like, look at me, look how much of a man, you know, I am. And look at, look at me. I'm just, I'm, I'm so good. But verse like accepting all parts of me. So at the time, yeah, it kind of just like made me like, you know, just dig my head in deeper and being like, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. Like I'm still going to go play football in college and all these things. Um, but really I was lacking some like acceptance for, for who I was as a man. Ooh, really powerful, man. You mentioned your parents got divorced. Let's talk yeah. about that for a second. How how did that 
affect you? What age were you and how did that affect you? I was about, I was a kindergarten or first grade when my parents separated. Early. Um, yeah, it was pr- pretty early. I had, I, and I had, I'm the oldest of four. So I've got, and we're all two years apart. So um, I was probably in first or yeah, kindergarten or first grade, one who was in, but it, all of us were like really young toddlers. We, we had one who was like maybe a year old, maybe a year old. So yeah, it was like seven, I think it was seven, five, three, and one were like the ages. Um, you know, and it's interesting because, like, I didn't notice. I, I, I had my dad for like the critical years of like childhood. Like, he was my um, sports coach. You know, he was he cut all my games. He was super supportive. And then, so like, you know, my my uh, version and view of my father was different than that of my siblings because, you know, the one who was one didn't have. I mean, he came he came to games. He participated all that stuff, but. He wasn't like the head coach. He wasn't doing all of the like, you know, taking taking him fishing, taking him on the boat. Like I had all of that when when I was younger. So, mm. yeah, I. It's a good question. How did it? Because like during during the time like when it first happened, um, you know, you, you just look at oh, I've got two Christmases. We we go over here for sometimes. We go over here for sometimes. Like it, it didn't seem like it was much, yeah. um, or like a, a negative thing by any means. And then as I grow older, again, you kind of start to realize certain trends or patterns or even just like stories that uh, are, came from that. Yeah. Hmm. I believe that struggles build the strengths that we need to achieve the success that we're going to have. And since I've met you, I've seen you... Uh, grow a lot just in this entrepreneurial journey that you're on. And we're going to get to that in a minute, but let's talk about, you know, I'm sure, you know, you had the ACL thing go on. You had the the way that made you feel as a young man. And then you're going into your young um, adult years and you decided at some point to become a physical therapist. How did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of ties back to the ACL story, right? It was like, I, I've, I've always loved training. So like I, I started training in my friend's garage, just like with some dumbbells and some like rusty weights. And I was in about sixth grade at the time. And I just loved the gym. I loved the gym. I loved the pump. I loved the way that I felt. I was like, I want to be like Arnold, you know, I, I, I just, I love that. And so then once I got hurt and tore my ACL, it was like, I was doing that in a professional setting. And I, and I liked that. I was like, oh, there are ways that I can be, do something else outside of like training people as like a personal trainer that I can utilize these skills. So when I went to physical therapy and, and uh, had that experience, I was like, yeah, I want to be a PT. Because I imagined it was like a, a, I could utilize more skills in a PT setting than I could as like a personal trainer. So yeah, I, I jumped into it because I had the experience of it. And I, I really just love the body and I love what it's capable of doing and wanted to share that with people. Mm. So a large part of me sees and can feel that you love helping people. And so what, what was the biggest reward that you had in that physical therapy journey? If you could nail it down to one or two. Hmm. The biggest reward, like with one person as a client or just like the whole journey. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah. 
So what comes up for you when I say reward? Is it like, oh, there was this moment where I helped this person or there was, you know, this sequence of events that happened that changed my life through this? Man, yeah, because right now I'm not practicing as a PT. I, I practice actually relatively short term. I practice for about uh, a year to a year and a half. And then I, I went more into the online space um, because I just realized that my I, I had a different skill set that I could be better utilized but I still help a lot of PTs. I still help a lot of PTs. I help a lot of chiropractors and coaches. So, you know, I think the the big aha, oof, is there a big aha reward moment from that career? I mean, I'd say the, the connections that I made while being in that, like being a PT and like going through that career path. Because ultimately, yeah, I'd say it's the people, right? It's like the people that I'm around because a lot of those people are, like-minded and also want that for other people and like i just really love the community that that came with pt there's so many ways to treat people and there's so many different moments like stuff like that but honestly i think just the 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 professional like community is something that's been really i've been really grateful for so along the way i know you've been part of a couple of different businesses that i think you invested in or um, and we're able to exit one or two of those. What can you share about that? Because that's, I think that's fascinating to go from, you know, in this PT world and then being able to tell a story about, yeah, I've also invested in some business aspects of things and being able to exit. And we'll talk about the transition after that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was able, like when I was in PT school, I, I quickly realized that, you know, this profession of treating clients nine to five or patients nine to five wasn't something that was going to support me long-term. So even while I was in PT school, I was already coaching people online. So I quickly realized, like coming out of school, that that's something that I wanted to do because there's so much impact-wise, and that kind of ties back to the, you know why is PT I like PT the, the community was a big part because it helped me kind of fuel what I'm super excited about now, which is is helping people online and and just the the impact that you can have. So I was able to, yeah, to, to join a few startups right out of PT school and help them grow and exit a few. And it, it was so rewarding and so much fun because the impact that I could have, you know, you could have a business that had 1,000 to 2,000 clients that wanted to improve their health. And that was what they were, like, investing in themselves for. And one of the issues that I was experiencing as, like, a PT in the traditional sense was that people were coming to us when they were in pain. People were coming to us when they were like injured and broken and wanted to be fixed. Where like in the online space as an entrepreneur, it's like, you know, I can create offers and help people that want to optimize their health and like really invest in themselves. And that was so much fun for me because we were out of the like, hey, what's the bare minimum thing I need to do to get a pain? And, and we were into the how can we maximize your performance, both mental and physical performance, so that you can live a more fulfilling life, be a better man, better husband, and just like enjoy life, you know? Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about that, to be a better man, be a better husband, and how you link that um, to the men that you were able to help through this journey. What were, did you see that when people or men came in to you injured and needed certain things fixed on their body were you seeing in them were they lower confidence at at that time uh were they going through could you sense the struggle and then see them grow once the pain started to be less yeah pain by pain by itself is, is so multifactorial right so it's like typically when someone comes in pain 
there's a lot of other factors that are at play. And like on the first session I'd ever work with clients on is half the time I wouldn't touch them or like even I would assess them a little bit, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't do a lot of uh, more of that time being spent with like an hour for, for PTs. Uh, but even, even if I'm like bringing on an online client, a lot of times it's that communication piece first. So the first hour the first consult is just really getting clear on what's going on in your life. And mm -hmm. as I was doing that, I started to notice patterns, right? Um, there's just a lot more going on outside of my knee hurts. How does my knee feel better? It's like, well, tell me like, how's, how's everything going at home? You know, what's, what's, what's the, what's your relationship look like? Look, what does your relationship look like? Relationships look like, what is your, like, even like work, work was a big one, man. If people don't love what they do and they're just like, go to the gym and grind because they think this will help them take their mind off of things. It ends up not being supportive because the body's just going to be like, uh, no, we're going to give you knee pain. You need to face really what's going on. Right. So oh, yeah, there, there's a lot. So like we would, like, I, I find that to be really important is like looking at all the factors when someone comes in of, well, why do I really experience pain? And if we can start to dissect that oftentimes, if we address more of the family life, because that affects your sleep and stress and we can affect all these other things, you could do the same workout and not have the amount of pain that you would have if you if you were super stressed out. Like maybe your body can only tolerate 15 minutes of working out instead of you going to the gym for, you know, an hour, an hour and a half to like to uh, to relieve stress. But really, like exercise is still stress to the body. You're applying a stress to the body. So if you don't have everything going on really well at home, your home life, your stress, your sleep, your nutrition, all those things, if those things are all being like ignored and you're just going to the gym to like uh, punish, sometimes people punish, punish themselves or just to like shut up the mind and just go, I'm going to go train, that can actually be really harmful for the body. So a lot of times it is be, being able to address what's going on like as a whole. And, you know, honestly, and I will say with guys too, sometimes that's hard. Like women, when I work with women, it's much easier for them to open up and just be like, blah, 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 blah. You know, like they, they just, they will tell you everything of what's going on. But a lot of times, like men want to treat, hey, my knee hurts. Go just treat my knee. My, just don't, I don't want to talk about anything but my knee. And it's like, I hear you. And if we keep ignoring all these things, the pain's going to come back. How do we address the whole thing as a whole? And that requires like men, us as men to, to be able to accept that, accept that there are other things at play and feel comfortable to share, to share these things with other men. You know what I mean? Cause we're like, Oh, we're armored. We're like, you know, we're mm -hmm. strong, men. we can't share about my feelings and my home stuff. It's like, okay, well, how's that going to affect your, how's that going to affect, you know, your, your pain? It's just, it's just, yeah. Man, that's so deep. One of the things that I talk about a lot with men um, in order to move them forward and gain some momentum is is tapping into this inner savage. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel I have an obligation to to really help people understand what I'm talking about when it when I talk about inner savage, because it's not this, you know, uh, all or nothing mentality where I'm just going to focus on being as hard as I can be, because like you're talking about, that can lead to more damage, but it's understanding how to move yourself forward when weakness, like procrastination and, yeah. and true laziness and things like that start to come into play. 
But like you're talking about being able to go deep on understanding how all the biofeedback is affecting the knee (laughs) is, is really important. So man, that's a powerful share. So let's, okay. So we were moving and we were talking about your, your exit. So what can you share with us about these exits that you had, these companies you were involved with, you know, men tie part of their success to how financially successful they are. Um, So what can you share about how that rewarded you financially along the way? Hmm. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. How do I answer this one? This one's, uh, this one's tough. Are you open to, to skipping this one? If you don't mind. Sure. 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 If you don't mind. Yeah. I'm just like, cause I'm wondering how I can phrase it without, uh, uh. you know, Oh, okay. If that's, All right. If that's cool with you. Because, yeah. Yeah, no worries. No we'll just worries. cut it out. But it, I, we could, let's, I'd love to dive into more on, on business, but I think the actual exit part itself, okay. I'm just, I feel a little uh, icky. Not icky, but I'm just, I get nervous, man. I don't want them to come after me. <laughs> <laughs> got you. So. I got you. All right, so let us. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, you were able to, um, you know, have some fun investing in businesses. And then you moved on to, you realized you had another skill set that you wanted to use in a different way. And it's led you to where you're, what you're doing now with this coaching. So let's talk about that transition and what exactly are you doing right now? Yeah, it's great, man. So after going through PT, like I said, I, 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 I was doing a lot of that personal coaching. So it was like, it was PT, but I was really just kind of coaching people and helping them realize like looking at their life more holistically. And then also a lot of times it was like helping people set up systems in their lives so that they could yeah. incorporate a lot of the, the lifestyle stuff of like, Hey, how much time are you, are you devoting to like, you know, spending time with your wife? Cool. Let's, let's see if we can add that in there. Like you're doing a great job of training and doing like five days a week of training. What if we like, you know, drop the, 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 the length down a little bit and we can put some more family time and we can put more things in there that would fill your cup up. Cool. So I started to realize that I'm really good with like, organizing systems or people's uh, organization in general, but like structure and like helping people kind of fit things in. And then while I was doing this in person, I was also working online, doing the same thing with online clients, um, helping them structure their work weeks so they could get more like training, nutrition, time in with their family, et cetera. Then I was, then I started doing this in business. I'm like, Oh man, look, I got, you know, we got marketing over here. I'm going to organize this over here, over here. And then we're going to put this sales team in over here. And I started like, just like realizing that I get a lot of fulfillment out of just systems in general. So it's like applying marketing systems, sales systems, and then just like personal systems into our, like my calendar. So it's like, I love business and personal operating systems to be able to, how do I function the best as a human being, but also how can I set up my business to also function out really well? So mm. I transitioned, um, I transitioned, I exited a few companies and then I started coaching and consulting people one-on-one like business owners, one-on-one and working in their businesses to help them organize and, uh, just like streamline their processes. Did that for about a year and a half and had a lot of fun working with people on that like one-on-one basis and recently launched in November, a mastermind group. It's, it's called the coaches growth accelerator. And it does just that. So it kind of combines like first we help someone set up their internal operating system. 
So like what's their week look like on a, on a consistent basis that allows them to put themselves first? So it's like before we talk about business, let's go ahead in your calendar. We're going to block off all the times you're going to train, you're going to eat, you're going to go on dates. Block that stuff off first. Cool? Because the business is going to support our personal life. Do that first. We create that personal schedule. And then we start to plug in the business stuff. All right, how much time do I need to spend on lead gen? How much time do I need to spend on sales? How much time do I need to, to spend on content creation? We create that as a whole, and then eventually we, we keep growing the business and we start to replace ourselves with systems. Systems, systems are a broad word. It could be people, it could be software, it could be other things. But um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a mastermind offer. It's, a, it's, a, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. There's, there's kind of a, a curriculum that goes along with it, but a lot of it is, is coaching and helping people yeah, helping people be more effective with their time so they can have fun and enjoy enjoy their life more. <laughs> yeah, man. You uh I've been watching your content and you're really you're really nailing this home with like these really bullet pointed pieces of content that you're putting out that if somebody were to just go watch each one of those like in a series, they <laughs> could start to build a business on that, right? But then it's even more powerful to say, All right, I could actually use a little more help on this and then you have something to to offer them. Let's talk about, you're speaking my language when you're talking about systems, right? Yeah, I love this systems. stuff. So what, let's talk about some of your, your personal systems, right? What are some of your non-negotiables in your daily life that keep you elevated every day that are non-negotiable for you? Yeah. I mean, sleep's probably one of the most important things by far. Like I, I, I'm done. I, I wouldn't say I have a non-negotiable, but I'm, I, it's not a hard rule, but I'm, I'm pretty much done by five or six every night. And I think yours is yours is even earlier, which I love, but I'm done at five or six. And like, I will spend time with my girlfriend after that. We, we eat together. She, we've recently been cooking together. Actually, she's been cooking for me. Let's be honest. And it's so good. I'm so blessed, <laughs> yeah. you know, so happy. She loves it. Um, so we've been, we'll, we'll do that together. And then ideally that phone goes off and I'm, I'm in bed by, by nine o'clock. I, I, and if, if I'm up past then, I'm going to be reading a book, right? But I want like technology off away from it at nine. And then I love to wake up before six. Um, that's, that's kind of ideal for me because I, I love getting the day going. So I'm, I, I like to be an early riser and I also like to, to go to bed early too. So I think like the first thing that comes up is what is non-negotiable is like prioritizing sleep because mm. that's the only time that our brain and body can truly recover, uh, especially being like an entrepreneur, is like you're going to have things like you're going to have so many ideas and they're going to be doing so many things. But if you're not giving your time, your, yourself some time to sleep or time to like really rest and let those ideas settle, then it's going to be really hard for you to take action and like grow your business. So I prioritize sleep a lot. Um, also, like kind of an analogy to that is like when I was a, when I was a weightlifting coach, what I noticed is that athletes got better when they weren't lifting. Right. So like they would they would do a rep and they'd put the weight down and then I, you know, we, we, they kind of let their body think about what happened. Then they lift again and every rep or every set time they touch the bar it got better. But if I told the athlete, hey, do 50 in a row, they would all just look the same. So that's where sleep kind of plays in with an entrepreneur is like if I can prioritize sleep every day, I can wake up and be a little bit better. But if mm. I just keep grinding and going and going and going. I'm going to feel like shit. My work's not going to be good and I'm not going to be creative and bring something new to the table every single day, every single week, et cetera. 
if you're a man listening to this, which you are, you that last segment is one of the most important things that you're ever going to hear because in this world of hustle and get more done and the flashy stuff you see online and wanting to be more like that, it's so easy to get lost in the distraction of let me do more, more, more. When really a lot of times, actually most of the time, pulling back, doing less and prioritizing the essential is going to make a huge difference in your output, creativity, money you can make, all those things. And sleep is the number one thing. Number one. Uh, yeah, number one. And that's what gets you excited to wake up every day. It's like you can wake up and feel like I'm actually so rested. Good, man. I, I wake yeah. up and I come up. I'm not, uh, so my, my office is upstairs. I mean, like, you know, I wake up. I do like to get to work pretty early um, just because I, I'm, I'm cre- I can't wait. Like, and then it also tells me I'm doing the right thing. It's like I wake up and I'm like, I can let my dog out so that I can go upstairs and I can start like, you know, to my whiteboard. And, um, but on days when I don't sleep well, like even, even last night, I, it's not, I sleep well every night. If I'm, if I'm like super slow, kind of getting up, then it's harder for me to be like, I can't wait to get to work today to like build this thing or help this person do this thing. So yeah, sleep's, sleep's the number one negotiable. Eating high quality food, that's definitely uh, important for sure for me. And like, I don't do a ton of supplementation. Um, I do some like nootropics and stuff for just brain health and stuff like that. But eating good quality food, I still I still like you know taco. I got I got breakfast tacos today. But but course, for the man. most part, I, I I do love to have like so grass fed steaks. I just love I love steaks. Those fill me up really well. Um, you know, good fruits and veggies, and just making sure that you know I'm I'm fueling my body to be able to perform not just physically, but like be mentally sharp. And you have this great relationship going on now, which I'm really Damn. happy for you because you. I feel like I've been, I've been part of seeing all yeah, this happen yeah, yeah. for you, man. It's, you it's been bro. amazing, you right? Have. So, uh, what, uh, what are some, when it comes to like date nights and time spent together, things like that, what are some non-negotiables or systems you have in place that you can share with us? That's great, man. That's great. Yeah. I mean, man, we, um, just this past weekend we went to, we went glamping. So it's like, you know, where you go to like a, a campsite and, um, you know, we didn't go, it, it wasn't a yurt. It was like a cabin. We had a full on cabin, but you know, like we, something that we have been doing, I don't even know if it was, it's been consciously, but we, we travel a lot. We, we travel, we don't have kids. So we, we travel and we, we spend a lot of time just exploring and, 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 yeah, just trying to be our, do our best to be unplugged. So even this weekend, like as we were traveling, we, we both all have online businesses, right? So a lot of times we do talk about business. So like sure. we're, we're, we're navigating how do, we, how do we best do that in a way that supports us and it doesn't like fatigue us because two entrepreneurs come together, they're gonna talk about business, right? So it's like, how do we, how do we limit this? Yeah. So even, even like as we were, we were on uh, over the weekend, like there were some times where it was like, oh, I could pull out of my camera right now and start filming a video. And it's like setting that boundary intention, um, being like, hey, babe, like I would really love just to be present with you this weekend. It's like we can, you know, if we want to take pictures, do videos, it's fine. But let's just not post them right now and be like kind of like live stream and broadcast our lives. Like let's just be together right now. And um, that's something that we're, we're getting. I mean, I say we're still getting better at. Right. Because it's, it's so easy in, in a world that's like especially business where it's like very all about like showcasing your life. Right. It's like, how can I do this in a way that supports uh, relationships and also still keeps what we have special and doesn't need to be shared with like the entire world, you know, man. So good. 
you've taken us on quite a journey, right? From your childhood <laughs> to yeah, now. This is really great and it, question. And it's there's one thing that I feel is linked all the way through the journey, and that is exactly what we're here to talk about, which is commitment, right? So, where do you think this this uh, drive to be committed came from in you, and how do you make sure it stays strong and elevated? Man, I. Man, I, I just have, I really love, I, I'm very like uh, goal driven and I just love, I love challenging myself. I like trying new things and getting better at them. So like the process of getting better, I love the process. Like, yeah, of course, you know, there's certain goals. Uh, yeah, honestly, I think that's it, is, is just loving the process. And like, I, I legit love marketing. I love doing that. So it's like, oh, how's my, how's my business growing? It's like, well, I just get to do what I like to do, which is like marketing and talking to people and just sharing and providing value to the world. When I was training, I loved to train. I loved like when I was competing and, and weightlifting, uh, I loved to go and just train. I didn't like, I, I, yeah, I cared about my numbers, but I just loved the way I felt as I moved. So I'd say a big part of it is just like loving the process. And I know that can be overused, but honestly, finding something that you really want to do and then looking at it from like a long-term goal instead of like, Hey, what do I, what, how, how, how much do I want the business to grow in like three months or next month? How much want I make this month? It's like, how long do I, what do I want to be this thing doing in five years from now? And how can I sustainably fall in love with the process that could help me get there? As opposed to like, I'm going to pump a ton of money into ads. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, cool. I'm into this for the long run what can I do sustainably over a long period of time that I like doing as opposed to like doing things that could give me a quick return, even though they may not be something that's like I enjoy doing. Cause if, if I do that enough times, I'm going to get burnt out and bored and attribute me being burnt out and bored to the activity, to like the entire business, as opposed to just two to three activities that I may not actually need to do to get to where I want to be in like five years. Yeah. So, you have the Coach's Growth Accelerator. You have this amazing content you're putting out online. Where can people connect with you more? Yeah, most of my social media is probably one of the easier, easiest spots to do it. You can find me at pretty much anything with at Dr. Matt Shiver. So Dr. Matt Shiver. So Instagram forward slash Dr. Matt Shiver. YouTube at Dr. Matt Shiver. TikTok. They're all the same. I just keep it simple. So you can find me on uh, those social platforms there. Yeah, I post pretty much the same content on all of them. Uh, YouTube's the only one that's got like longer form, like at more educational. I mean, all my short form stuff's educational, but that one's, those ones are a little bit longer. You know, the short form ones are like a minute long just because that's all I can do on those platforms. But if you go to YouTube, I've got longer like 10 minute videos that I'm putting out that a little bit more in depth and kind of string a lot of the stuff that I'm saying on the other platforms into um, like a, a full piece. It was like, Ooh, I can go do this. Yeah. Cool, man. Y'all definitely connect with Matt online, providing value every day, Matt. I appreciate your time. Um, also want to let you know, I appreciate our friendship and our connection and uh, look forward to many years of this to come, man. Me too, brother. Thank you for asking good questions. Sometimes you, you hop on and it's just like straight, straight business questions or straight something. This, this was a, this was a really good episode because we got to kind of share lots of different things and attach them together with, yeah, like, like you said, the, being a committed man, what does that mean? So it was a really fresh perspective. And I just want to say thank you for having me on.
You're welcome, man. And we'll definitely do it again because life evolves. And so we're going to we'll keep up with you. Let's do it. <laughs> Peace.